guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on what is now our 52nd episode. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, today we also have a very special guest joining us again on the show, and his name is Jason Woodforth. Now, many of you would uh, know Jason as the Queensland ICN president, and he's also joined us on the show before for episode 32. So we've got him on here again today to um, pretty much teach everyone everything that they need to know about competing with the ICN. So whether you're a past, a current, or a future competitor with the ICN, this podcast is going to be absolutely invaluable for you. So thank you so much for joining us today, Jason. Uh, thank you. I think that me on for a second time. Yeah, it's so great to have you on again. I think as soon as we finished last one, we got such a great response and everything, everyone learned so many things. So like it was only a matter of time before we got you on again. Excellent. Oh, great. Great to hear. So we thought we would kick things off straight away with quite a juicy question, which I think people will enjoy. And yeah. this one is basically just, uh, in essence, how does the judging criteria work? So uh, not necessarily going into specific depth for every single one of the categories, because that would take a while, but maybe from like as soon as people walk on the stage, what are the judges looking for in a general sense? And also, do the judges, you know, when they're on the judging panel, are they judging off a specific score sheet? And are they giving, you know, specific scores for just the physique or just stage presence or, you know, a combination of both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. So, um, you know, it's, it's easy sometimes to sit in the audience and um, be a judge. Um, and I think the big thing that I've seen over the years, because this is coming into year 14, but also being at bodybuilding shows before that, um, is... But people forget that there's the symmetry round. People forget that there's also the muscularity round. And more importantly, that there's the front and back of the body. Okay. Uh, there's the top half and the lower half. There's the symmetry of the top half and lower half. So that's all put into the mix. Uh, I've seen some competitors who look the most amazing in that front position. But when you turn them around to the back, there's no back. There's no hammies. There's no glutes. Um, yes, they, they do win the front. But as a package, the person next to them won as a package. So it's really important. I, I think when we, we talk about posing classes, I say this posing class actually in regards to making sure you get your back right, is if you're doing all your posing, looking at the mirror in front, you can see your front poses, you can see your side poses. But then when you turn around the back, if you're not doing a dual mirror system so that you can ensure you can see your back, what are you doing with your back? And knowing that you've got your backs right in the right position, so make sure that you've got all sides covered and you know what it looks like and importantly feels like. So um, it's really important. Like you might think, oh, I'm, uh, and again, you guys can see me, the audience can't, but you know, you'll, you'll have the right position on the front because you're seeing it. When you turn around the back, you might pinch your shoulders and yet that's not your, your back pose. You, you think you've got it, but you haven't seen it and you think you're doing the right thing. So make sure you've got that dual system happening with the mirrors when you're doing your back posing. It's as important to see your back as it is your front. That being said, going back to your question, because I always digress like I did last time, <laughs> is uh, so look at, look at bikini. So bikini, we're looking for a toned body. We're not looking for muscularity. When we go round, we're looking to see who's got that nice tone, that nice shape, top and bottom, bit of V taper, um, and also with bikini from top to bottom, you're being judged. 
from the overall presentation is really important. Get the right hairstyle, get the right bikini colour, get the right makeup, get the right tan. And then we can get around the back. Because most of the girls are quite leanish, is that if you do do the arms up pose and there's a bit of muscularity happening, we're okay with that because it's pretty hard to put your arms up and not show a bit of muscle. Okay, it's as simple as that. But if we turn you back around and then we've got a cap shoulder, some abs and lines in the legs, whoa, hang on a second. Hang on, you probably should be going into sports or fitness. Okay, uh, so the other thing I also get the judges to do when they pick their winner of each division, I actually say to them, I say, does this winner match your previous winner? to ensure that we've got that consistency. And I think our last show at the Queensland, I don't think I've ever seen such consistency from the judges that really looked and said, does that match the last winner? Does that match the last winner? And it was really good. And in bikini, um, they had to push a few girls who were too strong, um, not even in the top five. I, I think one or two may have got a fourth or a fifth, but some girls who just don't know where they're going to enter or where they fit, they'll enter all three, bikini, sports and fitness. Um, the most important thing is bikini being on first. Don't get downhearted if you don't place, if you thought you were bikini because you're coming back out and all of a sudden you've placed well in sports and fitness because you were too good for bikini. Okay. So that, that's bikini. Uh, any questions on that one? No, I think that was great. No, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I'm just curious, you know, about how when competitors walk out on the stage, how are the judges, you know, when the judges are actually sitting at the table, how are they marking them? Is it purely just yeah. by looking at them or are they writing things down? Yeah. So um, we get, I get my judges to talk to each other because what I've found over the years, and I was at an overseas show once where there's nine judges on the table all sitting at arm's length apart. And what happens there is when they're not talking and you've got your own preference, whether it's preference for more curves, less curves, uh, big glutes, big thighs, you pick it, right? You're getting nine different opinions. And what I've found over the years is if the judges have a chat with each other and say, well, look at the hammies versus the glutes versus the back. Now look at the next one. Look at the V taper. Let's turn them around. And they have the real good chat about it. We get a lot more consistency. So when you do see our judges talking, they're talking for a very good reason. And, you know, I'm down the front there listening to them and, and I'll listen to them and they'll be talking about two people and I'll quickly go, okay, you want 32 and 52 together? Hey, you know, ladies, guys, could you swap places? And all of a sudden, and that's how that happens sometimes because I'm just listening in and then I'll just move them. And they go, yeah, great, that's great. Um, and then they'll compare those two. They'll, they'll um, ask for specifically maybe a side shot or a back shot. If it's in um, a muscularity uh, division, they'll ask for, say, a front or bicep specifically or just an ab shot to compare those two. But they're comparing so much um, and then trying to get the best package out of that, that comparison. And uh, another question, I know we're digressing so much, but another question that I have too is, you know, in other federations, when they usually have call-outs, the people that are usually, you know, placed first, second, and third, they're usually in the very center of the line, right? But what uh, Jack and I have found, you know, from observing ICN, is that sometimes the winner is on the very outside. So will the judges sometimes do that? Will they purposely, you know, pick someone, they might move them to the outside of the line so that they can bring other people into the center to actually compare them? Oh, 100%. So the, the biggest thing I've noted over the years when obviously going to other shows and even my shows at the beginning back in the day is that if you put the first place in the middle or who you think's first, 
and then put second on one side, third on the other side, fourth on the other side, fifth on the other side. Your problem is you're trying to compare whether your fourth and fifth are in the right order, but they're actually four people apart mm. and you can't do that. So what we will do is, yeah, never guess. I, I say this in posing classes all the time. Never think us moving you is good or bad. Just think it's, it's just, just think it's great. Okay. Because yeah, we put winners on the outside because it's a clear winner. We've got to get them out of the way. Because otherwise, if we've got second and third either side of them, we, we need to get second and third together. Uh, and it is quite amazing that how you really sometimes do need them right side by side to really judge them well. So, yeah, and, and sometimes uh, I don't think I'll give up all the secrets of how we actually place them in regards to in that line because there is a method to our madness. Um, if you ever spot it, come up to see me, see me and say, hey, I've worked out what you do. But... <laughs> It's to making sure that the judges have got the right people next to each other to make sure they can make that comparison. Look, sometimes I, I've had a division, I remember 2011, five guys walked out in, I can't remember, it was a men's bodybuilding division, and as soon as they stood there, we just went one, two, three, four, five. And as they posed around, it didn't change. So, you know, we didn't need to move them. So sometimes that happens, uh, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. So... In, in ICN, are the judges purely judging off the physique or are they judging off stage presence as well? Like, is there a certain percentage of a mark that's dedicated specifically for physique or stage presence? And does this differ depending on which division you're in? Like, for example, a bikini competitor versus a bodybuilding competitor? Uh, yeah, it does to a degree. So if we start with bikini and go through to bodybuilding, Bikini is truly top to, um, top to bottom, okay? We're looking for that bikini face and body that we'll put on a magazine, okay, that we could give to a magazine owner and go, look, here's your bikini body, right? So presentation is a key, how you hold yourself on every transition, um, how you sell yourself, okay? With bodybuilding, we really are just looking for muscle, okay? It's as simple as that. You've done, you, you know, everyone's done the hard work, but it is just truly a mass and shred that we're looking at, okay, mm-hmm. in bodybuilding and men's physique as well and Miss uh, Vigor. Uh, going back to bikini and sports, yeah, look, um, just make sure you've got everything right in regards to the bikini colour, okay, uh, where where you wear your bikini because it can change your symmetry. I've seen girls wear their bikini bottoms straight across. What it does, it shortens your legs, okay, or they've worn a bikini up and around the hips at the right angle, but they've, worn, they've grabbed tassels that hang to the side. So that drops your actual, where, where the side actually is, and again, chops your legs off, okay? So bikini makers, if you're listening to this, do not make tassels, just make the straight bikini, and then make sure that you've got the right height that matches your symmetry. I've seen guys in men's physique wear their pants, their board shorts so low, I mean ridiculously low, <laughs> they've given themselves this massive long upper body to where their um, torso has actually become an hourglass and it's come down with the V taper and then out to the hips. And it's just massively long and out of shape. So it's nice to think that you've got this nice narrow waist, but you've got to work out where to put those shorts to create that right symmetry. I was down at the Australian title this year and I said to one of our Queenslanders, um, you know, when I go down to the world in Queensland, uh, sorry, Nats, I'm down there to help our Queensland team out. And one of our girls came out and she wore a sportswear very long, her bottoms, I said, you've you got to fold them over. I said, you, you, you change the symmetry. And when she came back out, it was a game changer. Um, mm-hmm. Totally different just by changing one inch of fabric. 
okay? So just have a look. If you are provided with something, have a look to see whether or not you make a little bit of alteration, and it's just a manual alteration. And if you're buying something that for yourself, be it um, you know, the other divisions where you grab your own, is make sure you wear that in the right in the right way. Actually, on that bikini, I had a girl that um, came and saw me and showed me her bikini. She put it on, and literally her triangle of upper body bikini were facing like literally outwards. And I went, <laughs> "Are you seeing something I'm seeing?" I looked, she goes, "I kind of yeah, I am." What are you What are you saying? I said. Your bikini looks like it's like trying to escape your, your, your <laughs> And she had to go back and get it brought back in so that it just, and she goes, yeah, what a difference. So the devil is in the detail and the judges will be sitting there just going, I don't know what's going on there. Um, actually, Tan, and, and we digress again. We had a girl in bodybuilding, um, uh, it was, uh, sorry, figure. And we were looking at this body just going, oh, it's just so messy. And we're looking at it, we're looking at it, we had to move it aside. And I just kept looking at it and just went, oh, my God, I know what it is. The tan was so messy, it changed the way her muscles and body looked. Mm. It was like um, her leg in particular was just like, wasn't smooth. It was like, you know how you could sort of like create abs on somebody just by, if you had a good artist? Um, it was like, it was just... It was just that bad of tan. You've got to make sure that tan's smooth. And guys, do something with your face. Just one thing. <laughs> Don't come out with a white face. Get the darkest um, makeup you can and maybe mix a little bit of tan with it um, because you don't want like you don't want to put just, say, like, say, dream tan straight on. It looks dirty, all right? But makeup with maybe a little bit of dream tan, makeup with a, a, a dark tan, just come out because, again, the judges are looking at that, seeing this beautiful tan body and then this head. Look, it's like, whoa, what's going on there? So guys in particular, especially if you're bald like me, um, it, it do the head, do the head as well, do the whole lot, okay? Because those lights are coming down, and where are they strongest? They're actually strongest on your face. So yeah, so guys in particular, I saw a lot of it this year. Do something with tanning your face with dark, dark, dark makeup. So just on the topic of tanning, you know, what would be your recommendations for uh, these competitors to get the best tan? So uh, say we start with bikini, just a really great dark spray tan. That'll do. It's got to be dark because we've got really bright lights, but just a dark spray tan, maybe a few coats. Uh, we move into, and no spray oil required, because um, keep in mind that oil actually highlights things. And when in bikini, because you're not really having any uh, uh, lines, because that's what we're looking for lines, is that uh, you'll make your body look bigger. You'll make uh, things look bigger than what they actually are. So don't put oil on in bikini. Once you get into divisions that are like sports, moral fitness, bodybuilding, physique, uh, women's bodybuilding, what else have we got there? That should probably cover it. Uh, men's, men's fitness. Yeah, throw the oil on because if you're shredded, it'll pop that even more. And again, I used the last few months with uh, the, the Queensland's, uh, I wasn't the tropics, uh, uh, Queensland's Nats and Worlds. I saw some guys go up there in particular flat. And you're, you're asking the judges to look through a bad team. They probably had the tan right, but the tan made them flat because there was no pop. And that oil is that last bit of pop, okay? Um, and you, can you put too much on? Yeah, you can, but you can certainly not have enough. Mm. So be really aware of that one, yeah. So, and, and in putting it on, could you please put it on with a towel underneath you? Okay, we've got to look after you girls in heels, okay? We've got the plastic backstage. So make sure you, you, you mop that oil up for us pretty please. 
And are there any secrets or tips you can give some competitors to um, how to like avoid a tan sweating off uh, when they're on stage? Because we've all been to a show, you know, and you see that person that looks like they've literally had their neck slit because they are just sweating and they've got this red tan dripping down their chest. And it looks like they've almost been cut or like on their head too. Are there any secrets or any tips for how people can avoid that? Uh, look, one is don't sweat, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, some tans don't suit some people in regards to the actual product. Okay, so uh, you know, I, I use Dream Tan because it's my favorite, uh, it pretty much will suit everybody. But there's other tans I've seen, and it hasn't suited everybody, right? And I've also seen it go horribly wrong, um, in on one particular occasion. Uh, but I've also seen that red tan, I don't know what the red tan is, it's I don't know which one because I know that the one you're talking about and you just see it just dripping down. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd suggest is trying another tan and trying another, you know, be it um, there's many out there. Look, we've got sheep, neck, uh, sheep backstage and we don't see too many bats from sheep. I mean, in, in all honesty, if there's something wrong with what their product mixes with the other person's skin, I dare say Hannah will probably look to change something. But generally speaking, um, they, they nail it pretty much all the time. Uh, just make sure... Depending on the division, you can get the right um, the right oil content. Uh, that canola oil spray over the top, just to make that last little bit. Yeah. Awesome. So this next question is one we're sure you get quite a lot, but it's essentially, uh, what categories do I suit? So when you get asked that question, what do you usually talk to the competitor about? Okay. So if you get to opposing class where we can actually physically see you, uh, we can guide you. Um, if you can't get opposing class and you, your coach is unsure, send us some pics. Uh, otherwise, yeah, that, that's pretty much all the way to go. Um, otherwise, sorry, enter what you want to enter and our judges will take care of that. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, as I mentioned specifically for the girls in bikini, fitness and sports, you want to enter all three, that's fine. Uh, we'll certainly put you in the right um, – you'll know by the end of the day where you fit in because if you don't fit bikini – uh, you're going to probably do better on the other two. But if you smash in bikini, you'll be coming out in sports and fitness not placing, okay? Because mm-hmm. essentially our bikini winner can't place in fitness at all, okay? And our fitness winner can, cannot place in bikini at all, mm-hmm. all right? Men's fitness, men's muscle model, if you're too big in men's fitness, we'll move you in the, in the men's muscle model on the day. That's what we do for the guys. Uh, men's physique, if you're too big bodybuilding looking, uh, you can still do okay, but if you really look like, wow, look at the size of that guy's arms or big, bulky chest, um, we'll push you down a bit because you look more like a bodybuilder. Okay, so uh, that pretty much should cover those divisions. Yep, yep. And would you say that there is, um, you know, quite a good crossover between the new, you know, category you guys have recently introduced, which is classic physique uh, and bodybuilding? Or how would a bodybuilder know if they would be well-suited to classic physique? Yeah, good question. Okay, so classics taken about a year and a half to actually get the guys to be posing in classic style. <laughs> so that's the biggest thing that we've really shot harp on, harp on, harp on. Guys, if you're doing a bodybuilding pose, you're going to get a zero for it. Okay, you literally have to be classic every single pose from from the symmetry rounds to the muscularity rounds. Think, would I do this same pose in my bodybuilding or my men's physique? If you are, you're doing the wrong pose. Now, something that was very interesting at the world titles was that uh, Lorenzo from the US, who was the head judge, he did something that I was like a bit shocked at, but then I thought, hang on a second, 
that really will change the game to say, what's what are you doing? So what he did was he said, I think this is classic physique. He said, I'd like you to do a bodybuilding frontal bicep. So hang on, this is classic. And then and I never actually I was gonna send him a message and ask him why. And then he goes, and front double bicep classic. So clearly, whether or not he was doing that just to show that, hang on, we're not marking the bodybuilding pose, but to clearly show that's your bodybuilding pose, but now we want to see your classic pose and mark the classic pose. Okay? So guys, just think about that. What are the poses you're doing? Go, hang on, what looks different? And this, uh, actually, the Queensland show in particular, oh, the guys smoked it. They really did. It was classic pose after classic pose. They really did a good job. So they're just getting used to really making sure that every pose they hit is really true classic style. And then it becomes so damn hard to judge. Um, it really does. And how do you fit it? Um, look at your physique and whether you're a bodybuilder or a physique competitor. When you pose classic, do you really look like a classic style poser? That's how to look at it. And you go, nah, you know what, actually, that doesn't suit me. And that's really what it boils down to, think whether or not you suit that division. Yeah. So do you think that someone who places very well in bodybuilding could also place very well in classic as long as, long as they do classic posing? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, we were, we were both there for that ICN, for the state champs. And, yeah, the, the classic division was a standout for us. Yeah. And actually, let's look at the bodybuilders back of the day. Your, your, your armies could still do a classic. You know your Sergios, but you look at the the current mob of say go back to uh, oh who's a big uh, um, oh my god the the black copper oh my god I've gone blank well, uh, Jay let's use Jay Cutler you're not putting Jay in classic physique he's just too big and bulky okay mm. and you go back to the 60s and 70s they weren't that big and bulky that's why they fit it so today some bodybuilders still won't fit it because they are just so bulky it's not the classic look yeah that definitely makes a lot of sense yeah. And uh, for future competitors, you know, because obviously when the season starts in advance, there's usually posing classes. Can you let people know, you know, when those posing classes actually begin, when you recommend people start, you know, attending them, how many they should attend, everything like that? Yeah, cool. So they're going to start in December. Uh, that's in southeast Queensland. So we're going to have one on the uh, Gold Coast, Coomera, uh, one in Brisbane at Burpengary, one off the Sunshine Coast uh, at Kiwana. We'll hold at least one each in December before we um, get through Christmas, and we'll commence them back. We'll recommence them straight after Christmas as well. Uh, December 14th, I think, is 16 weeks out. So we actually started Season B 16 weeks out. So this is the first time we started so early. And with the Season A starting month early, we've had to skip January where we've never done them before, and we're in December. Uh, so, And how often? Do them weekly. And most importantly, do them weekly, knowing in the last few weeks, as you get those last few body fat percentages off, your physique is changing and things are popping that weren't popping six weeks ago. So all of a sudden, what was the right pose six weeks ago may need a tweak. And that's why you've got to keep coming back and also keep looking at different positions. Like, don't think that this is the only position to be in because um, I don't know, that's how I felt comfortable or someone showed me, so I just thought I'd do this. Have a look at all the different poses that people do and go, hang on, let me try that. Let me try that. And we've done that lots of times with um, girls and guys and said, you know what, just go back to what you were. What we know is um, position one was correct for you, two, three, and four, nah. You know, or we've got ones that go, you know what, positions one and three, totally you. Do both on the day, but don't do two and four. 
Um, I've seen people want to do a certain pose that they just really love. They love doing that pose that way. It showed nothing. It was really a bad pose. And so you might like it, but it doesn't do you any favors. Okay. And, and also, I also, um, like all the posing classes we run through, I generally speaking, I'll have another ICN pro with me or even some other coaches. And we'll actually get together and we'll say, what do you think of this? And between us, we'll have a bit of a chit chat and go, you know what, actually, yeah, no, what the, the, the pose you had, I mean, that's, that's sensational. No, let, let's go that way. So I, I like having different opinions for poses. Uh, I always say with, with diet, um, have one, have one opinion. You don't, you want to go with one way. Okay. Uh, but with posing, I, I always felt that having two or three opinions, especially those opinions are standing next to each other, is a really good way to try and work out what's the best of three people looking at your body in that way. Yeah, awesome. And that definitely resonates with us in the sense we always get our clients to start as early as possible with posing. And something we've actually picked up from you as well is we have a little posing studio and we have the two mirrors in place so everyone can see their rear shots as well, which is paid dividends. Yeah, uh, seriously, I, I sometimes have a second mirror at posing classes and whatnot. Uh, but look, whether you go to David Jones to do your own posing in the uh, the change rooms with all the mirrors around, uh, just look at just look at that back. You've got to check the back out to know what you're doing, to know um, in the, uh, the girls in bikini fitness sports where the hands are because uh, you might just – you might see it from the front and it might look okay, but from the back, what are those hands doing? They look like they've got purpose. And actually, I digress. So make sure, I use the word purpose, is make sure every pose you do and every transition you do, every time you move your arm, move whatever, move it with purpose, okay? I can move my arm and I can move it with purpose. So make sure you're moving everything with purpose um, and make sure that every move is for a reason. Uh, Peter Hartwick, one of our pros, um, you know, he put out his own um, bodybuilding uh, posing book, The Art of, well, actually, what is that? Um, I'm not too sure what it is, but anyway, um, as Pete says, because he's coming on to some of the opposing classes, every time you move, no matter whether you move, you blink, whatever, do it with purpose. You know, you, you guys and girls are the show. Put on a show for us. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you, Jason, because uh, this is definitely on the topic of posing and moving with purpose, but I really want to hear your opinion and the judge's opinion on this. So this is pretty much highly prevalent in the female division, so probably – bikini, fitness, sports model, when girls are in a back pose, you know, and you're comparing their backs, what are the judge's opinions on when one girl, you know, turns around and does a booty pop mid pose? Because uh, from a competitor's standpoint, it's kind of like a way to, oh, that'll get the judge's attention, that'll make their eyes look over to me. But is it actually distracting? Like, I really want to hear your opinion on that. Okay, so... In bikini, you, I, I always say, look, well, you don't do a booty pop in bikini, you do, do a booty pop, right? Because in sports and fitness and also, uh, well, not that you do it in this figure anyway because you just hold the one pose, is in sports and fitness, if you do it to change your pose from arms down to arms up, yeah, look, okay, but because we're so, in sports and fitness, looking more muscularity, I'd suggest girls just go into their other pose without doing a booty pop in sports and fitness because you're wasting time in giving us a look at what we're looking at. Okay, so really, really important to stay in those poses in sports and fitness of all the divisions and just transitioning between a arms up or an arms down. Um, do get used to doing both arms up and arms down. Generally speaking, we let you do whichever. 
that in opens and overalls, sometimes we'll ask for a comparison of all arms down uh, or all arms up. And just on that, to digress into bodybuilding, something that Lorenzo did uh, at the world titles is he did the guys both sides, side tricep and side bicep, uh, side, side chest. So, you know, like you practice them anyway, both sides. Reason being is you get growth out of holes. So if you're going to do a thousand side chests on just one side, your other side chest has missed out on a thousand holes. Um, and that's that microscopic growth that can j just change up the two sides. And also on that, you might think that one side is just comfortable. So I went that side. And yet, no, 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 your other side was actually better. You just went with what you're always doing, thinking that was the, the, the best way. Sometimes tattoos completely rule out one side. Uh, even if you've got tattoos, do both sides because, again, the growth you get from just holds alone. Okay. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much for clearing that up. Yeah, so the next question is one I think people will enjoy as well and find valuable, but it's essentially – what are some of the mistakes people make if they're if they're looking really great? They might be looking for a placing, but they might do something wrong or just general mistakes people make, which sort of move them down a few placings, whether it be like tan, makeup, hair, something more relatable for guys as well. Okay, cool. So firstly, uh, one thing I say at posing classes all the time is winning is putting best version of you on stage. If you go in with that mindset, you're a winner from day one, Okay. Putting the best version of you on, on stage is the only thing you can control. The trophies, the placings are just a bonus. Uh, one thing I loved at Worlds was because the lineups were so epic, I watched people not even place pumped. I watched people getting a fourth or a fifth just going, oh, my God, you beauty. Um, because, you know, like just think that way all the time because that's the only control is putting the best version of you on stage. And that way you'll always have a good day knowing that, comparing your – old to your 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 new your new you yeah uh that being said uh everything that you just mentioned jack is that tan i mean we've seen people i, I watched judges i was at a melbourne show many years ago and i went the guy on the left should win but his tan is so bad i can see the judges can't see through this and it, it hurt him he had just done a, a better tan he was a winner okay but the tan just let him down nothing popped he looked flat and so tan is, is a big one, especially in the muscularity divisions. The way you wear your clothing is a big one. Like I said, I've seen guys wear their pants so low. I've seen girls do the same. It just changes your symmetry, uh, as simple as that. Uh, hair, you've got to watch in guys, you really can't go too wrong with hair. But, you know, you don't need to go crazy because what you don't want us to do is look at a focus point that's not your body. So if you come out with something crazy, some crazy hair, some crazy lipstick, some crazy just anything, and we've got that distraction, okay? Girls, in one thing, um, make your hair flow downwards, okay? If you flow upwards first, and test this when you go out during the day, look at someone who's got their hair pulled upwards. You look at their eyes, and then you will be attracted to their hair, and you look backwards first. Instead of what you should be doing is from someone from looking from their eyes, seeing the flow down. Okay. Um, and you're like, when my wife competed a few years back, you know, I'm bald. She's a hairdresser of 25 years. I'm like beating her going, what are you doing with your hair? What are you doing with your hair? You got to get this right. And she smoked it. It was just beautifully a soft way, just falling off the head, um, giving a little bit of bulk, um, not too much, and then just running down. So we just looked at the body. So it was just complimentary of the hard work she'd put in. And that's really important to note is that 
all the accessories, the accessories, the the makeup, uh, the hair, the the outfit, the color should just be showing off the body. It shouldn't be the it shouldn't be the uh, what do I say? Oh my god, I've gone I've gone blank. Hang on. Don't make it the standout. Okay, make your body the standout. Okay, so you can make it stand out, but not make it the standout. Okay, so always make sure the body's one step in front of everything else that helps you pop. Um, in that saying that, uh, we had a, a feedback again to one of the females in swimsuit. The swimsuit color matched her tan. Her hair was similar to her tan. So there was nothing to sort of like show the body off. Everything was just sort of like a blank canvas. Was she brown? Like yeah, fully like brown? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The tan was fine. And the, the, even though the swimsuit wasn't the same color as the tan, it was very, it was contrasting. Oh, okay? I see. Yeah, it was very similar. Okay. And her hair color was very similar. There wasn't the difference. Okay. So think about that. It's kind of like I wouldn't get a, a girl in swimsuit with black hair to put on a black swimsuit. Mm-hmm. I'd go with a white one straight up. You know, like that's just like a no brainer or an electric blue. Okay. Um, or a girl with uh, blonde hair, I'd probably go with an electric blue, emerald green, um, or black, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and also just in swimsuit, while we digress into the actual design, uh, make sure it's not like um, nothing short of what you see in the top five now. Google search, have a look. That's the swimsuit style you want. I've seen some swimsuit styles which they cut very short across the hip. So, again, you're cutting short the, um, uh, the leg off. Yeah. And um, apart from, you know, those accessories, what about the way that people move on stage? Can you give some tips for people for how they should move and how they sh- perhaps maybe shouldn't move? You, one, you can move too much, okay? Um, in Queensland, we don't mind you moving, but we have had the odd occasion where we have to say, guys and girls, could you just, just stay in the one pose, don't move for us. So, one, you can move too much, okay? Uh, in regards to moving, try to... Look at it like a dance, okay? It's your routine. And uh, actually, at the expo show, I had uh, Nick Chris, um, Nick Chris, one of our um, ICN physique pros, doing a bit of a demonstration. And I just called the, um, his poses in any order. And you wanted to see him move. It was just the best. Everyone's captivated by it. He's got a little shuffle thing he does with his feet. But what doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what I call, he just had a way of getting into a pose. It was just his thing, and he's practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And the more he practiced, the more it was just natural, and it didn't matter which way he had to go. He just boop, into the pose. It's kind of like sometimes there's events where there is a a, a, a T walk or an I walk for the girls. Not many, but some girls go, oh, I've got to practice an I walk, a T walk, or a B walk, or a V walk. It doesn't matter which walk you got to do because in the, the day you got to walk left, right, left, right, left, right, breathe in, breathe out, breathe out. Okay, and then when you get to that point, is just do that front pose that I've asked you to do. When you get the next point, do the rear pose that I've asked you to do. So girls never panic if the walk changes on the day. You just go, oh, so you just want me to walk over there. Okay, I can do that. Walk one, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps. I walk there. Excellent. So don't get you know panicky about if something got changed up on the day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So the next one's about just, I guess, more administration and how, what would you recommend people to sign up for ICN? Is there a process they should follow, things to watch out for, that sort of stuff? Yeah, cool. So with our memberships, uh, they go from either January to December or July to June. So if you're doing season A next year and you haven't joined yet, don't. Um, join as a free member, yep. 
but don't join as a premium member till July, uh, January 1st. And if you're doing season B, don't join till July 1st. Okay, because a lot of people do do back-to-back seasons. That way your membership goes for 12 months and you're eligible to compete in something like 55, 60 comps Australia-wide and all of our worldwide events as well for that 12-month period. Then if you enter as soon as you can, um, you're then on our email list. You don't have, you've got to pay for your membership up front, but you don't have to pay for your comp fees up front. But by entering, you're then on an email list that we can contact you and let you know posing classes, let you know um, little tips and whatnot um, along the way. And because we really ramp those uh, emails out six weeks out. So, um, and then also knowing that you haven't paid, you can actually alter your entry any day, every day you want until you pay for it. And you can pay as late as on the day of the show. Okay, so, but you can only edit your entry until the Monday night before. Okay, now that is for um, the Queensland Brisbane shows. For Scotty up at Tropics for the uh, September show, um, you can pay straight up, but you can also leave it. But know that if you leave it without paying, that means you can edit your entry. Okay. And for the for the Tropics show, um, Scotty, who's our co-Queensland president, um, do feel free to um, Scott Piper, anything to do with the Tropics show in Townsville, September 19th. Yeah. And so just, again, those dates, um, April 4 5 for the Sunshine Coast Classic, and April 18th, 19th for the Brisbane Classic. And what that is, um, it's actually either side of the school holiday. So the school holidays start the Sunshine Coast Classic and they finish on the Brisbane Classic. Damn, that is, uh, yeah. that is awesome timing. Yeah. And uh, sure. a lot of people, I guess, definitely um, took a hit when they realized that you guys have moved season A to a month earlier now this year compared to what it's been previously. Yeah, and that's um, uh, because the City Nationals are now May 2nd, 3rd, because they moved the uh, expo date in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had to obviously be before them. Uh, m- mind you, going back in the day, uh, my first show I ever ran in 2007 was actually April 29th. From memory, it was April 29th or 28th. So we used to be in April every year. And so it's really just coming back to where we were. Uh, it just means that uh, uh, get just kind of as many Christmas treats as maybe you, you want to. <laughs> Uh, but it is certainly nice because for those competitors who do want to do season A and season B, they def- they have essentially an entire extra month now, you know, to uh, transition out of that comp prep, you know, into a very, very small improvement season and then back into prep again. So they have a little bit more time, which is nice. Yeah, 100%. And then just um, Korea is uh, May 23, 24, I think it is. Oh, 24, 25. Nothing is 23, 24. Uh, so just it gives someone a really good, um, not too long a season A. And then if you look into season B for anyone that just stops after the Brisbane Classic, yeah, you're right. It gives an extra month to just sort of retune things. And six months is a long time to make make changes. And then we get into the tropics, uh, September 19th, September 26th, 27th for the Queensland Championships. And the C, uh, sorry, Nationals are uh, October 11th in Adelaide. First time in Adelaide, really looking forward to that. And then the Worlds, November 7th and 8th in Vegas. And there's already a stack of people that are getting oh ready my for gosh. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're um, Vegas is, we know quite a few people already who are putting Vegas on their list. It's going to be pretty epic. Might need to take a business trip. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, uh, there's a people in from my gym. I reckon we've got at least six people just from my gym alone that are going, let's do Vegas. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah. Awesome. So I think we might actually finish on these last two questions and they're about timing. So what time should people get to the venue before they compete? 
and also how early should they be ready for the stage before they head on? Yeah, I get, I get asked this a lot, okay. So the stage times are approximate, okay. I always say allow a half hour. Uh, so the draft program, allow an hour either side until we tighten up in the last week once all entries are in. Then we can tighten up with more. And even then, allow a half hour either side. But if your stage time, say, is midday, you want to be there at 10 o'clock at the latest, okay. It's, it's like a wedding day in one way because, you know, you've got the hair, the makeup, the camera. It's... um the end of a journey, so to speak, um, but don't be fashionably late, okay, for either getting there or getting on the stage. So be at least two hours early just so that you can just cruise through the day, get yourself ready. If we're running early, hey, no problems. If we're running late, hey, you're already ready. But in regards to getting ready for stage time um, and being ready so when, when the runners grab you, is a lot of people think their 12 o'clock stage time means that, oh, they'll just come and grab me at like three minutes to 12 and I'll walk on. No, 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 no. Okay, so on stage at 11.50, say, so to speak, is a division, which means we've got to have the stage um, by the side that people are going on at 12 at 11.50. And this is if we're running perfectly to schedule, okay? And then back, and that's just by side of stage. And then backstage in the pump-up room, we'll need you there at 20 to 12. And then our backstage runner is going to come and grab you from the very backstage area at 11.30. So you've got to be thinking your 12 o'clock time, I've got to be ready by 11.30, okay, because that whole process starts from 11.30 onwards. And then if we're running late, all too easy, you know that, hey, they're going to, not going to grab me at 11.30, they're going to grab me at quarter 12. We're half hour behind, oh, they're going to grab me at 12. But if we're running early by 15 minutes, that 11.30 is now 11.15. And that's why I say to people, be ready one hour early. Have everything done one hour early. And also, if you can do us a favor for our backstage runners, they don't know most of you by um, name or face, but then they'll know you by number. If you can have your number on front and back um, a solid half hour before, if not an hour before, as soon as you're sort of dressed, at least they can go past and say, oh, I saw 34 over there. Yeah, I'll go back. I know where they were. And also feel free to introduce yourself to our runners to make sure they know your name and your number and go, oh, yeah, that's right, uh, Julianne, 34, she's over there, I'll go grab her. Yeah, so, um, yeah. But, but also know that, you know, there's almost nothing we can't help you out with on the day if something goes wrong. Um, you know, if you have a, a bikini mishap, a tanning incident, um, you know, uh, Hannah can always help you out uh, with tanning. Um, she's got hair and makeup. If something goes wrong there, go back and see her. Um, she's always happy to help, even if she can get you ready. Um, Chic Beauty are, are fantastic like that. But please do book in with Chic Beauty. Um, they've got a massive team of 20 or more getting you ready backstage. Um, and they'll do you from 6 a.m. in the morning, most mornings that we get uh, hair and makeup and tanning done from. Awesome. Yeah, we can definitely speak for Chic as well. They are, they're pretty phenomenal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great. All right. So, Jason, I guess that's pretty much all the questions that we had for you today. But we will finish on one final question, which we do ask all of our interviewees. And that is one interesting thing that you learned this week. Uh, well, I got semi-prepared for this because I got caught out last time. Um, so I knew this one was coming. And this goes back to Tuesday. Hang on. I just got to pull it back up. Okay. So, um, on Tuesday, it finally I, I finally worked something out, which I would been doing some research on um, with your healthier teeth and build up plaque. Okay, this might seem a little bit like, so like um, what, where are we going with this? this is a little bit sidetracked. Side um, so the last couple of years, I've been eating a lot of avocados. And since my last dental visit, 
Um, I've noticed that I wasn't getting any plaque buildup. Like, I'm a guy, I don't floss, okay? I'll be honest, right? But at the moment, my teeth look like they've just had a, um, a, a polish and um, a, a clean. And I'm thinking, I wonder if it could be the avocados because it's the only thing I've changed in my diet in the last two years. And anyway, I've been trying to research. It came up with nothing. A few things came up with yeah, avocados are good for this and that. And I got onto a dental assistant friend of mine on Tuesday and said, look, I've been meaning to ask you this, avocados and teeth health. She goes, nah, nothing that I know. And anyway, I put the, obviously the right question in the Google and I came up with this. All right. The way it works is that avocados naturally contain probiotic bacteria, which is the good bacteria known to fight off harmful bacteria. When there's good bacteria is introduced to your mouth, it, it helps maintain the right balance to ward off tooth decay and bad breath. So I'm putting it down. If you want like, to stop bothering with flossing, eat avocados every day. And ever since reading that, I actually now when I eat it, I'm leaving it some on, on my, my tongue and, and wash the front of my teeth. <laughs> Which, yeah, you're gonna have to um you're gonna have to start some sort of green toothpaste brand. <laughs> and, yeah, so uh, yeah, like I, I found interesting and like I just cannot put it down to anything else. Um and again it's a natural product and it came up with that. I'm saying, well, I finally found out on Tuesday, boom, that's it. So that's my yeah. new new news for this week. Damn, well, that's why we love this question, because we learn a new thing every week. Yeah. <laughs> Great. All right. So, yeah, Jason, we just want to say a huge thank you again for joining us on the show. We'll definitely have to have you back on uh, in the coming months for sure. It's always a pleasure. But please, before we sign off, you know, just let people know where can they find you and where can they pretty much just get in touch if they want to get in touch with you from ICN. Yeah, okay, so if you want to personally get in touch with me, uh, email addresses are such as jason.woodforth at ICN, sorry, icompetenatural.com, or an easier one is just qld at icompetenatural.com. Uh, on Instagram, if you message me there, just note that um, Kirsten Telfer, she actually handles the Instagram, so she can mostly answer questions anyway. That'll be Kirsten answering it. If she gets stuck with anything, she'll shoot it over to me. Uh, so do be on our Instagram, which is icnqld. On our community page on Facebook, it's ICN QLD Community. That's our closed group page. And then we've got the fan page of just ICN QLD uh, on Facebook as well. Um, but feel free to message me anytime. I'm happy to help out with any question you got. Um, the only stupid question is one you don't ask. So don't be afraid to ask a question. And also, it also helps me to note that if I get asked a few questions that are similar, I need to get more information out to people. Okay, so um, all of a sudden I've gone, oh, you know what, I haven't put that out. I've just been asked three times. I've got to get that question out. So, um, you know, feel free to always ask me questions. Perfect. Thank you so much. So if you guys did enjoy this episode, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag ICN Queensland, Jack, myself, the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Awesome. Hey, hey can I just say one more thing? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. okay. And on our Instagram page, if you could like or comment on our on our giveaways we do from our sponsors, because our sponsors are key, and the more they see the love, uh, the more they're going to give back. Um, and we've got some great giveaways coming up, and some new sponsors coming on board because they see the fact that uh, that the people love what our sponsors are about. Of course. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Excellent. Thanks, guys. 